You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Jerry. All right, wrapping up the week for the post-show, post-game podcast. Jerry and Al. Al, what's up, dude? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? All right? Yeah, very well. How's your career as a notary going? <laughs> well, um, I got some information since I wanted to be a notary on the air. Right, with that conversation you had about the passports. Yeah, uh, Craig needed passports for his kids and didn't like that both parents had to be there. Yes. Because he didn't, I guess they couldn't both be there at the same time. Mm-hmm. So somebody brought up on the air that if you uh, one parent goes and the other parent signs a notarized note, right. then all is good. And I thought, you know, my father was a notary, or still is. All you do is you take that clamp and I know. clamp down on a piece of paper. I honestly don't understand, the, because we, we have to do this now for every little, uh, every little, everything, every sport that my kids play at the school now. We have to get the... Um, the registration form notarized. Why? Yeah, what does that mean? And here's the best part. They're like, don't worry, just come on down. We'll have a notary here for you. So I fill it out. She takes it. She clamps down. She goes, here, you're good. What did you do? Right. Nothing. And why do we trust these people? Because they're are a notary. They? They're nobody. I, well, I agree. And they're free, and I don't understand the whole point. We should look it up, actually. Yeah, so I thought, well, I'll just be a notary. The, they go, oh, you got, oh no, you got to go through a class. What's the class? To, how to clamp down on that paper? And to go to a class to do what? To do it for free? Right. You don't even make any money. They told me I can make uh, $8. No, you're you're not allowed to charge more than $8 a I've a never notary. paid for a notary. Really? Ever. I've gone to banks to have stuff done. I've gone to schools to have it done. Never once have I ever been charged to have something notarized. I think there are different, like, I think your bank as a service, if you belong to that bank, they'll do the notary. No, I did not go to a bank that was my, that I belonged to. I actually had to go into Red Bank where I didn't belong because. A bank in Red Bank. Yes, I banked in Red Bank. Yes, wow, that sounds weird. But um, my bank, I called, the notary was off for the week, and they suggested I go to another bank, which was a different, was not the same. I think it was, uh, it was TD Bank, and I belonged to Chase. I couldn't get him done there. And they sent me to a Bank of America, I think it was, in Red Bank. I had nothing there. Nothing. Walked in. I'm like, I need a, no, I need a thing notarized. Okay, hold on. They brought the guy out, brought him to his office. He went, clamp. All right, see ya. Some notaries keep their, uh, that thing with that, they, the, that looks like a hole punch that they yeah. punch on the, yeah. on the papers. They, they keep it in like a special notary case. Well, I guess if you are the quote unquote notary, yeah. you are the special person people want to see. You might as well treat it like gold, I guess. We need to get this notarized. Yes. I, I, Which means nothing. What's means that nothing. mean? Just they're supposed to witness you signing something so that it could not have been forged? Fine. In a lot of cases, though, you go in, the stuff's already done. Just can you please notarize this for me? Well, that's a, if I was a notary, I would not allow that. Well, of course you wouldn't. 
Because you, be, you follow all rules of life except when you drive, so. Yeah, I'd follow. I don't follow traffic rules. No, you don't. I you turn pick right and choose. Red when I'm when I when I want. You to. do more than fifty-five. Yes. You do more than sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Right. So you pick and choose the traffic rules. They're not really rules. Well, of, no, they of are. Life. I mean, that's how. Otherwise, we have anarchy on the roads. That's true. People like you don't want to abide by the rules. That's fine. Well, Jerry, if I'm going to be All a good. notary, I'm going to have to speed to get things notarized. I think you're going to have to do that. That's right. If I'm going to be a good notary, <laughs> I'm very. Um, Is it notary public or notary republic? I have no idea. I think it's notary public. Nor do I give a crap. Oh, I thought you cared about being a notary. But I'm very intrigued by your harmonica story because I heard a song today, and anytime I ever hear a harmonica, I ultimately immediately think it's a Bob Dylan song. Right. And then clearly it wasn't, but... Craig brought up the harmonica somehow today. It came up on the air. Craig brought up a lot of things Yeah, he was all over the place. He didn't sleep last night, so he had one of those days where he was kind of all over the place. Yeah. But he had brought up the harmonica thinking that um, it seems like one of those instruments that you can just blow into it and you're playing it. You know what I mean? Like Yes, it's a hell of a lot harder involved. than that. Yes. There's not 88 keys like on a piano. Right. There's not six strings like on a guitar. It looks like the front grill of a old Buick, and you just blow into it. Mm-hmm. But there is some way that the guys cup their hand around it, yeah. so they're blocking some of the notes. But I was thinking that as far as the... Um, the harmonica goes. That's an instrument that you cannot share with someone. No. All your spits going into that? That's disgusting. Yeah, like you and I could share a piano. Or a guitar. We could share the guitar, the yes. bass. The, I could say, Jerry, get behind the drum kit for this one song. Would you want to? Right. Would I couldn't want... say, uh, let's bring up, uh, oh, like if, if I'm in a cover band and uh, I saw you in the crowd, I go, oh, the great Jerry Reckles here. Jerry, why don't you come up and do a song on the harmonica for us? And I just hand you my harmonica. That'd be gross. Be It'd like, be you full know, of spit. Like if I gave you like my flute. Right. Oh, the flutes. Any of the, are those wind instruments they call Gross. them? Gross. Yeah, like uh, my neighbor uh, and friend growing up, he uh, used to play the saxophone. He'd practice the, the saxophone. And saxophonists that play the saxophone for longer periods of time at points have to turn the saxophone up the, upside down to oh, pour their spit out of that's it. That's disgusting. Is yeah, that true? That's true. Ugh. How awful. Any of those instruments where you're blowing into them constantly? It's a lot of saliva. Uh, yeah. Excessive blowing, not good. And you cannot share that instrument. But I have seen, and you're right, when I hear a harmonica, I think Bob Dylan. How do you not? Or Bruce Springsteen. He's a big harmonica guy, yeah. too. Neil Young's a harmonica guy. Well, the song I heard was a Neil Young song. Oh, it was. And it just started out with a harmonica. I'm like, oh, what Dylan song is this? I don't recognize it. And then I realized why I didn't recognize it when the name popped up on the on the radio. And then did you have you ever seen the blues traveler guy? He wears a vest. Oh, yes, I have. Filled with harmonicas. Yeah. So they must be in different keys or something. Really, is it? It's one of the. I don't know. If, I guess you call it an instrument. One it of the is. things I'd actually like to learn how to play a the harmonica. Bit. I do because I think if you're bored, you keep it in your back pocket. It's not like you're carrying around a case or right. you know you got this big package that you're walking around with. Big package. Mm, that didn't sound good. Um, but it's just easy. You got it in the pocket, and that's, you know what? I got nothing going on, and you start playing the harmonica. What the hell? Yeah. You know, pass some time. I was roaming around Guitar Center this past weekend, and they had a, they had an aisle of what really was instruments that aren't really instruments that if you're not musically inclined, you could play. Like the triangle. The triangle. Yeah. They had the um, the tambourine, which is great. Yep. They had the uh, the shakers. Those are considered instruments now? Well, it's like... I buy those for infants. Yeah. Oh, infants would love this. Yeah, of course they would. Yeah, uh, they had that. They had the cowbell with uh, 
Like you could buy a cowbell with the cowbell is an in- considered an instrument. Yes, you see them at ball games. Yes, how are that? How is that an instrument? There, there Hello. are instruments in rock and roll, Jerry. I guess you could say the trumpet appears at some games too. The trumpet. That was in the real instrument section. Yeah, I, I can imagine. The trumpet. So. Interesting. Yeah, Very interesting. What else we got here today? Uh, you wanted to hit on. Oh, I wanted to real quickly with the harmonica. Yes. I was segueing this into, we talked about all the spit in the harmonica. And it reminded me of people who have dogs that, the breeds that have nothing but saliva all over them. Like Craig has a Mastiff. Oh, it's big. I don't want to go near that dog, not because it's giant, but because it has just gobs of saliva on its face. So when it rubs up against you, you're covered in dog spit. Or how about if you get near it and it starts shaking its head? Oh, it's like Beethoven. Remember that movie? Yes. With Charles Grodin, I think, yes. right? Oh, disgusting. Any of those dogs, I call them the saliva dogs. They like, are. Why would you get one of those? There's so many different breeds. Don't get pit bulls and don't get dogs with saliva. Well, the other thing, too, face. about like the Mastiff, is that what it's the called? The Mastiff. They have such short lifespans, too. Because they're so big, right? Don't yeah. they? Aren't their lifespans like eight years or something? And the movie you're Very thinking sad. of, that was a St. Bernard. Is that what that was? That was it in that one. Yeah, but all, there's like a group of dogs, bulldogs, I think, have spit all over them. Like, why would you want to cuddle up with an animal with spit I all over I don't it? know that I would, matter of so fact. So you would get something else. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, my family are big on beagles. Yeah, no spit. And no spit. Now, there are issues with beagles when they howl like crazy <laughs> sometimes. There are beagles have been known to eat their poop. Which is disgusting. Now, what? That's crazy. That is, but that. Michelle Beadle's dog, she has a, uh, what the hell does she have? She has a dog that also yeah. eats its own poop. I don't understand it. I don't know why that is. But people don't do that. Uh, not that I know of. Why anyway. would an animal do that? I have, because they're animals. Yeah, but that goes against everything in nature. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you could drink your own urine for the, right? For the neutral, right? Right, you get, the like, nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. Never do that? I haven't done that. No, I don't ever plan to. I definitely would not eat. But So I don't know about the other thing, but um, my family's begun the beagle. We've got, I would say, six of them in the family. Six beagles. Well, my my mother has one. Uh, My aunt and uncle have two of them. My sister-in-law has two of them, and my cousin has one, so it's six. Um, But, yeah, I would be more on the small, not what Boomer has. Boomer's got rats, those cute little things. They're so small, though. I would say a size up. But I'm a cat person now anyway, so I'm not. Boomer has one of those terriers. What do you call them? Russell Terrier? No. A Jack Russell Jack Terrier? Jack Russell Terrier. Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother had a Yorkshire Terrier. Was a great dog unless it didn't know you. And then that little mutt used to bite feet, bark at you. It was all of literally you could fit it. You could hold two hands together and it fit in your hand. And it was the most, it was, it was good to me. Right. But my God, you. was it annoying when, yeah. when a stranger came into the house or, you know, her friend, someone that she didn't know. And that dog would be eating your shoes. What a pain in the ass yeah, it was. Yeah, those dogs don't realize if they bite us, we could just kick them. Yes. They're so you could, small. You could literally punt it through the backyard. I'm not saying I would kick the dog first. I wouldn't start. Well, right, if of a course. dog was biting me and I freaked out and kicked it, these dogs don't realize how powerful a person's legs are. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Imagine Steve Weatherford punting that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Uh, you know uh, what's not funny, Al? We're not punting dogs. That's not funny. Uh, also not funny are overweight ball players like Pablo Sandoval. He's huge, right? How about the fact that Juan Lagares um, actually needed to lose 20 pounds and did so because he stopped eating food late at night? Yeah, I didn't think he was an overweight guy. Me neither. But I guess he is a little bit. 
But, um, yeah, he said he lost 20 pounds not eating uh, food late at night. Because normally late at night, you'll get you'll eat the worst stuff. That's the problem. No doubt. Well, but even if you eat decent stuff, I mean, eating and just laying down, like, it can't be good for you. Right. It's not good for you, Jerry. What is your late night snack that you uh, go to? Well, considering late night for me is 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, will, what, um, will, what will you allow yourself to eat nothing. if you're going to uh, be going to bed? I usually sure. make a shake. If I'm hungry at 7 o'clock... Doesn't that sit in your and stomach? And let's say I'm going to bed at 8. Well, I won't eat within an, at least an hour. You know, not to mind when I say late snack, 7 o'clock. Right. Because if I go to bed at 8, 8.30, and usually what I do is I come in and watch condensed games in the morning. little secret to getting up at 2.30. Condensed games. Yes. What do you, uh, is that an app on your phone, well, Jerry? The, no. You go to MLB.com. You buy the package. You can watch condensed games, and they take out all the BS in between pitches. So that's how I get through a baseball season. That's how I go through all the playoffs when the nights I didn't stay up late. But so that's how you kind of get away with going to bed so early and actually getting more than four hours sleep. Um, so if I go to bed at 8.30, 7.30 is my cutoff. And if I'm hungry and we'll eat dinner at 5.30, if I'm starving at 7.30, I will make a protein shake that I have. And that's good. I have chocolate flavored. I swear to God, it tastes like a chocolate shake when I'm making, at the same time, the kids real ice cream shakes. That would be it for me. I will allow myself a bowl of cereal. Okay, that's a good one. But like a fiber one type of thing or a kashi. Right, yes. Although I'm nervous about the kashi now Why? since Chris Sims said kashi has the the soy the soy in it and it was uh, hurting his boners, essentially is what he said. So now I'm nervous about kashi. Even though I haven't looked at the ingredients for kashi. Have you had any problem with erections? No, well, listen, as long as it's in your head that maybe if I eat the cereal, I can't get an erection. That's It's all in the head anyway. Well, you can talk yourself into anything. Right. I mean, you talk yourself into any penis ailment. A lot of penis ailments. But I, I like a, listen to this combo, I, I like a bowl of fiber one with one scoop of kashi crunch. That's interesting. Now, I'll have that at night. I feel like that is okay to have. But I measure it out, so it's only a total of one cup. As opposed to what most people have Just when they sh- eat cereal, and that's probably three times what is on the box. Exactly, where you pour, pour like a giant bowl and you get yourself a second bowl. Yes. I, I actually I measure it. About three weeks ago, I would say, I forgot to bring my lunch here. And it was one of those days where Craig was not buying food, which is, he went through a stretch now. He hasn't bought food in a while. He bought bagels a couple times last week. but So uh, I forgot to bring my food beyond my oatmeal, which I had at 4.30 in the morning. I got home and I was starving. And I went with the theory of, I hadn't gone shopping. It was the end of the week. It was a Thursday with not much in the house. I went with the theory of it's cereal. It's not so bad. I proceeded to probably have what amounted to four bowls of Lucky Charms. That used to get me. The, I was going to, if you didn't say Lucky Charms. So good. It's so good and it feels so light. It feels like nothing. nothing. And you finish eating a bowl. It's like, oh, let's have a little more. And you keep pouring the bowls. My son is five. He had two bowls of Lucky Charms last night, an hour before dinner, and then ate dinner. Yeah, I would go three bowls of Lucky Charms. Easily. But you know how many calories we just poured into our body? A with lot. I had four bowls of it. And sugar. And then I felt sick about an hour later. It's too much sugar. And then check out this report, Jerry. This comes from the Washington Post. That's oh, a, good one. That's good. a good one. Yeah. It's cereal related, Jerry. Uh-oh. Am I going to like this? Uh, the sale of breakfast cereals in the U.S. is down almost 30% over the past 15 years. Part of the problem is millennials. Now, I'm not sure what a millennial is exactly. Is born that somebody in, like in their 20s? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I, I believe a millennial are born after 2000. Oh, okay. Millennials are too lazy to eat cereal. It's the laziest cereal food out there. What are we talking about? Quote, it's inconvenient because they have to clean up after eating it. 
as opposed to once. Like, let's say you ate a protein bar. No cleanup. You just like throw away the wrapper a, yeah. and you're good. You're making a protein shake. That's a lot of cleanup. It's a lot of work, too. I feel like that every night. I, I'm now into steaming vegetables and yes. steaming my sweet potato. Yes, you've told me that. You've got That's a cleanup because the, the steamer is like nine different parts. Well, it's like the Foreman grill. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's really good, but when you're done... You got to take the pieces, the grates off, and then you got to clean them. You got to wait for it to cool off. It was the whole thing's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it is a pain in the ass. I agree. It's not good. Yeah, but to me, cereal's not a pain in the ass. No, cereal's a piece of cake. Anybody that says they're too lazy eating cereal is stupid. Right. I used to, when I used to work the overnight, it's, it's funny, again, how you kind of evolve and learn about nutrition. I remember when I first started doing the overnight with Joe as an, as an anchor in 2001, I couldn't understand why I wasn't losing any weight. Because I was eating so light, and I was bringing in what amounted probably to two cups of frosted mini-wheats, and I would throw in a cup of blueberries. I didn't realize how much sugar was in the frosted mini-wheats. A lot of sugar. Like, really? Oh, my God. I mean, it was, yes. But it says wheat in it. Yes, Mini and there were certain, there's no doubt there were fiber benefits to it, but it was loaded with sugar. And at the end, I couldn't wait to drink the milk because that was like sweet milk. Oh, the milk. sugar milk, yeah. I never realized how much sugar is in milk, which is another thing I didn't know. Then I would have two Hot Pockets. That you can't do. So I had the cereal. I would go do my midnight update, and I would have all my cereal at 12.05. I would bring the milk. It was great. And then about 4 o'clock, when Lori McNichol would get in to do the traffic for Imus, because she started at 5.20, and the Imus crew started piling in, I had to make sure I went and got my Hot Pockets in and out of the microwave before Bernie showed up and Lou showed up in the 5 o'clock hour. So I would eat about 4.05. And then I would go home, and you talk about eating before you go to sleep. I would go home about 7 a.m., and then I would make French toast, or I'd have a frozen bagel with cream cheese. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to put a slice of tomato on it and then cover it in salt, but there's Perfect. tomato. And I would sit there and say, why am I not losing? Why am I gaining weight? I'm eating so light. Not quite. What hot pocket would you go with? Well, the go-to one was the pepperoni and cheese one. <laughs> I like that barbecue one. Uh, barbecue chicken? Uh, no, it was like barbecue, looked like steak meat. Oh, okay. I never had that one. Yeah, now, that was a good one. The cheesecake, the uh, cheesesteak one's very good. Uh, the ham and cheese was the always, that was like the the go-to, just because they always had them in the store. But I would literally, too, and I didn't really, again, I, you not counting calories back then, you add it up now, my cereal was probably 600 calories, tons of sugar. The two Hot Pockets were probably 600 calories, Plus, the sodium count was through the roof. Then the bagel with cream cheese and the salt. And then I'd get up at 2 o'clock, and I'd have eggs and toast. And then I'd have dinner with my wife at 6 o'clock. That's probably what— I was a 4,000-calorie day. That's probably what Juan Lagares was doing. He was slamming Lucky Charms, uh, Hot Pockets, and then going to bed. You can't do that, Jerry. And in 2003, when I started having trouble getting home from work— I realized if I ate while I drove, I was awake. Something to do. Turned out great, except for the fact that the drive was 70 miles. Yeah, what would you get? What would you make for yourself on your 70-mile drive? So I would, there's a McDonald's on 10th Avenue on my way from Queens to the Lincoln Tunnel. I got into a habit of getting the two cheeseburger meal. Supersized because the fries would keep me going. Yeah, definitely supersized that. Then this way I didn't have to have... You know, the bagel when I got home, not realizing two cheeseburgers, extra large fries. God knows how much the soda I was drinking. 
What a pig. You supersized it. <laughs> but it worked for a while until I noticed my pants weren't fitting anymore, and I had to stop that, and then I started falling asleep again driving home, and the whole thing was a mess. And now you just stuff your face with sunflower, sunflower seeds, seeds from nuts.com. Perfect. That is correct, yes. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, what a disaster I am. <laughs> What a mess, Jerry. <laughs> my God. These millennials. Well, I like. By the way, I'd like to thank Play.it for uh, posting my quote about being emasculated by not having a job. That's that's nice. <laughs> they tweeted that out to get people to listen to the they podcast. Did, yes, to hear what a fool I am. Yeah, that when you had to ask for uh, so coins sad. to get hit a bucket of golf balls. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. All right, listen. You have a great weekend. Thank you, Jerry. You as well. See ya. Stars of the show, Al and Jerry.